0: Something Extra, from the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, with Mike Crockett and the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. It is Something Extra, the companion audio for episode 30 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. I am Mike Crockett, no Kingpin with me here this time. He is on assignment in Orlando. He's currently at the center. Epcot Center, I should say. And he'll be back with me very soon, but until then... Let's talk a little bit more about Tony Rumble. I was overwhelmed kind of by the feedback of episode 30. If you haven't heard the episode, I hope you go back and take a listen. The first guy to give me a break, the man that broke in, Rich Palladino as well, who joined us on episode 30. So many great tweets at the WPAN about Tony Rumble. And this week, there was no poll on Twitter at the WPAN because there was so much that we talked about with Rich Paladino when it comes to Tony Rumble that. Some of it had to get cut out of the episode. So what we have for you here is kind of like the DVD extras of the WPAN. Let's hear a little bit more about Rich's first show with Tony Rumble for the CWA. It was in October of 1993 in my hometown of Wakefield, Massachusetts. Wasn't the Iron Sheik on this show? Who else is on this show, well, the,
1: main the first ev- show? Oh, my goodness. Well, we had... The main event was for the Century Wrestling Alliance Heavyweight Championship course. No belt of which existed. <laughs> but it was uh, the Iron Sheik um, against Vic Steamboat. And I'm pretty sure... Uh, Sheik was the champion we had tony atlas against a very shiny pants and suspender clad pretty boy by the name of tommy dreamer Uh, yes we had the surfer ray odyssey against the tasmaniac We had the Troublemakers. I hate that I know this without even looking. We had the Troublemakers (laughs) against the interns. You never forget your first card. You guys always remember your first match you refed, your first match you wrestled. I remember the entire card. Troublemakers against the interns, two uh, local masked guys. We had a mixed tag. It was Cookie Crumble.
0: Wow. Cookie Crumble. Cookie Crumble. Wow, that's a blast from the past for me. Let's see. We have little... <laughs> oh, wait a minute here. Hold no, on. No, 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 Hold no, on no. here. No, no. Whoa, Michael. <laughs> Wrong choice <laughs> of words. Did we... Uh, wow. No, I, I was aware of her work and the Killer Kowalski's promotion. She was one of Kowalski. She was a Kowalski trainer. not It just f- sounded like maybe, you know, you were familiar with her. Not oh, that boy. familiar. <laughs> oh, boy. And I remember little...
1: It was a mixed tag. It was a, um, a, a female wrestler and a... And a midget wrestler against another female and another midget. Um, it was Little Louie was one of them. Of course. And uh, I think he called him Little Doomer. It was Little okay, a yeah. Little Iggy, I think was his name or something. And then and maybe Misty Blue. And uh, there was one other match. But the, the highlight for me, first of all, was the sheer terror of the fact that when I got to the ring and found out that there was no microphone that reached to the ring. <laughs> so Wakefield High had this big podium thing Like you had to like climb up a little ladder And had seats And that's where they would do the play-by-play For the basketball games That's where myself, the Jackal And Damien Demento Did wow. play-by-play Which I also have on VHS
0: What, what Jackal are we talking about
1: here? MWF uh, Okay Yes yeah. <laughs> Okay Not Don Callis <laughs> Well that's what I was wondering no, no, I'm like wait a minute no, our which, our good buddy What
0: Jackal are we talking about? Our good buddy <laughs> Later uh, known as Mark Smart Yes again get for to the uh, the TV
1: so yeah so that was the whole deal and um, Tony did that show and his next show was actually in Tewksbury at the high school Bushwhackers were in the main event and I got my face licked by Luke there you go grabbed my head and after the match and said sorry mate and proceeded to basically give me a shower
0: licked the whole side of my face it was absolutely <laughs> disgusting <laughs> but that's horrendous And that's ring announcer Rich Palladino talking about his first couple shows working for the Century Wrestling Alliance, Tony Rumble's promotion. And it kind of makes me think of my first shows for Tony Rumble. It was January, I believe, of 1998. I mean, my memory's terrible, but I think it's it's either January or February of 1998 in Bellingham, Massachusetts. Uh, I've talked about this on uh, Booking the Territory podcast, how I was... uh, laid out with the punch my first night i mean it wasn't like a stiff punch or anything like that but i didn't know that it was coming uh it was from a member of the brotherhood uh which as we mentioned in the episode episode 30 that uh they kind of ran roughshod all over century wrestling alliance later nwa new england they were like the staple uh the heel stable that was just anywhere and everywhere and they did whatever they wanted quite literally and i found out my first night as i was uh as i took that unscheduled bump but uh we also mentioned the tv in there the cwa mass madness show produced by pat doyle actually even before i got in the ring as a referee i was a part of a segment um that kind of played out throughout the course of one of the cwa mass madness shows i guess you call it a skit um and I caught, kind of got to be around Pat Doyle and Tony Rumble as they were, you know, the creative force behind this, uh, this scene, which was that the Brotherhood was attempting to get into the TV studio, I think to, I'm not sure exactly what it was, something to do with the referee Mike Doobie, but they had on guard at the studio to make sure that the Brotherhood didn't get in. Trooper Gilmore, who we mentioned during episode 30, if you want to go back and listen to that, he was waiting outside and making sure that no shenanigans happened, that the Brotherhood couldn't get into the TV studio and uh, wreak their havoc. And I was there um, hanging out that day with uh, John Rodeo and Steve King. We were, They were recording something else for a later episode. But uh, I was there and I ended up being cast as the guy who was hired by the Brotherhood, quote unquote, to lure trooper gilmore away from the door so the brotherhood could get in trooper gilmore state trooper dressed up as a cop of course i came in with a box of donuts and i was uh persuading trooper gilmore to come hey come on this way let's uh have a couple donuts and of course as he was uh perusing the boston cream the french crullers and such The Brotherhood slipped right in behind him and got into the studio. So that was my first taste of being around Tony Rumble in a creative capacity. And it was uh, really interesting and really fun to be a part of that whole process. Uh, Speaking of the creative process, let's go back to another segment that was cut out of episode 30 with Rich Palladino as he talked about... A guy who was a Kowalski guy who was given a complete makeover by Tony Rumble and became one of the most successful characters in NWA New England later on, just a little while before Tony's passing. The name is, Rich, take it from here. Wacko. I just saw Wacko. Um, really? Tom
1: O'Sullivan. Wow. And I kind of keep in touch. I mean, I'm going to be driving home after this, and I'm going to be thinking about all the things that I didn't talk about. And I'm sure <laughs> we've already run over, and I'm sorry for oh, that.
0: Yeah. That's okay.
1: But, but yeah i I saw Wacko before we uh, chaotic had a show in lawrence he li- He lives up in that area, and um we have a mutual friend through one of Brian Fury's students, so we just I still had his number, in my phone is Wacko. <laughs> but I mean, Tom O'Sullivan was just this kid, this kowalski trained wrestler, and Tony goes, you're not yeah, you're not Tom O'Sullivan. I'm I i can not sell tickets with Tom O'Sullivan." you're wacko you're, you're crazy
0: a wacko was like one of my favorites from going right? to the yeah. Ind- <laughs> New England show. Right? and tom would come
1: to me and be like hey i gotta do this like crazy character tony wants me to be kind of like uh a cra- uh, crazy animal i go like like a mad dog buzz Sawyer. he goes yeah do you have do you have any because i have this like ridiculous tape collection i made like a two-hour tape of buzz sawyer stuff that tom took and put his own spin on it to become wacko and uh it's those little things. It's those little things. It's bringing the pink. It's bringing Bobby Shute back as the Pink Assassin, who was an ICW thing in the late '80s, and making it work in 1995. It, it's that's that was Muscles just
0: Martino, right? <laughs> right. That's that's where Gino started. That was Muscles Martino. And of course, there's so many examples of that. Tony Rubble putting his stamp on guys like outlaw Jim Cody became Duke Stalton. Tully McShane became Knuckles Nelson. Uh, Tim McNeany became Shooter McGrath. There are so many examples of just Tony putting his own spin on things and made it work and made it work for a long time until his untimely passing on November 13th, 1999. Again, thanks so much for all the feedback on episode 30. And we hope you enjoyed something extra, the bonus audio for episode 30. Please continue to share your stories, your comments about Tony Rumble at the WPAN on Twitter or Facebook.com slash the WPAN. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, and we will be back Monday morning with the Survivor Series Summit with a couple of very special friends. For more wrestling podcasts about nothing, search for us wherever you get your podcasts or find all the episodes at bdaradio.com.